the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know, as we journey through life, there are some very important decisions that each of us make. What will I do for a living? Who will I marry? Will I get married? And then there's this decision. Will I live a life dedicated to pleasing God? Or will I try only to please myself? That's the decision Moses and his people faced as well on the pages of the book of Numbers. Let's catch up with Pastor Jessica Stan from Grace Bible Church in Hayward for today's edition of Way of Grace in Numbers 14. This is so important because you heard it last week. They said the land chews up the people, spits them out. The land is grievous to people. It's got giants in there. See, they gave them every reason not to want to go in. Is that true? But I tell you, you need to hear from other witnesses because these 10 witnesses are crooks. They are liars. They are frauds. They did not believe God. Neither did they believe in the token, even though they saw it with their eyes. Y'all got that? This would mean in the gospel says that you can be close to Christ and still miss him. Here they are walking back with a cluster of grapes pointing to the triumph of Christ. And they still missed the cluster when they came back to give a report. See, Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus is the revelation of the invisible God. Jesus is the grounds of your understanding and your hope. If you miss Jesus, you will never make glory. Jesus is the reason for God coming into this world. Did y'all get that? And when you understand the gospel, you have the key to salvation. These men didn't even have it. And they're uttering falsehood. The proposition is this. Who do you believe? The 10 or the two? You believe the two? Then listen to what the two said here. This is so very clear. Listen to what the two said over in verse 24. Notice what it says. Chapter 14, verse 24. 1424 says this, but my servant Caleb, because he had another what? Hath followed me fully. Him will I bring into the land wherein he went and his seed shall possess it. Notice that Caleb believed God, didn't he? And then Joshua also believed him, did they not? Look over at verse 38. Here's what God says over in verse 38. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of the men that went and searched the land, lived what? Still. Now, what God is talking about is he brought a judgment on them of plagues and destroyed them. And Joshua and Caleb are going to be the only ones that will go into the promised land. Y'all got that? Two out of the twelve. Now go back to verse 36 and verse 37 and let's look at why. I want you to get this before we go to our last point and close. Our last point is going to be very easy. 
Because I see a distinction between these two men and the rest. First of all, the two men did not come back with a bad report. Joshua and Caleb didn't come back clowning. They didn't come back. Remember what they said? We are well able to take the land. It was those other cats that are saying, we are not able. What a contrast. Now, children of God, are we not well able to take the land? If God is with us, who can be against us? If God has told us it's ours, who can take it from us? But you will still have folk who walk in fear, who walk in doubt to tell you you can't do it. Now, notice what the text says. And the men which Moses sent to search the land who returned and made all the congregation to murmur, verse 37. Notice what it says in verse 37. Even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land, they died by the plague before the Lord. There's a lot of men that died. These men were the ones that were doing all the complaining. Look at verse chapter 14, verse 6 through 9. I want you to see it almost done here. Chapter 14, verse 6. And Joshua, the son of Nun, uh, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, uh, which were of them that searched the land, when they heard that evil report, let's go back. Let God kill us in the wilderness. Let him take us back to Egypt. Guess what they did? They did what? They did what? All right, just one moment here. See, I think we need to be very careful to love what God loves and hate what God hates. I'm not going to be here long, but please get it. These men were so moved by that evil report. Ah! Now, when you rent your garments, you're done. It's a sign of absolute grievance with what you heard. They rent their garments. They said, you people have rebelled against the Lord. That was an expression of them being on the Lord's side. Now, it's as if the Lord himself rent his garment. It's apparent by the judgment he brought, right? So aren't there times when evil is done in our world that you and I should rent our garments spiritually to really make it known how evil that thing is? These are the two witnesses of Revelation 11 that walked around in sackcloth and ashes because of the abominations that are done. Ask God to give you grace. I'm here to tell you, ask God to give you grace. Because if you are even killed and indifferent to everything, you probably are not walking close enough with the Lord. Some things ought to grieve you. Some things ought to grieve you. Joshua and Caleb understood the implications. They knew these babies who didn't ask to come here, are going to be stuck in the wilderness for 40 years. Yeah. The application is very clear. Because of the rebellion that we have engaged in in America for abandoning our God and opening ourselves up to all kinds of idolatry, our children are in a spiritual wilderness right now. They are in a spiritual wilderness. Finding God for our kids will not be easy. And that ought to make you feel a certain kind of way. Your kids are going to grow out, grow up and not even be interested in God. Not even interested in God. And we're supposed to be cool with that. You still, you, you still have to behave. You still have to engage in decorum and love for your kids. You have to walk the tightrope of understanding they're spiritually blind and spiritually dead. 
You have to realize that if you talk to them about spiritual things and they feel, act cer- a certain kind of way, that you can't get offended too. Am I making some sense? Right. You got to live with the reality that they have not come out of the cave yet, out of Plato's cave yet, and that they're lighting superficial fires and they're operating with ghosts on the wall because they have not come up into the light. You have to realize that. You will also have to realize that it's your job to make sure you don't aid and abet them in the continual carnality that they're going after. Am I making some sense? You still have to know how to sprinkle them with tokens of love by saying, I'm praying for you. Baby, I'm praying for you. Son or daughter, I'm praying for you. And every now and then you still have to say, I haven't seen you in church in a while. You still have to say it. You cannot let them believe they can wander in this wilderness without God, without endangering their eternal soul. Can I talk to you? As our church is jacked up and our kids, they don't know there's an enemy out there that has completely assigned them for the next three generations to hell. They don't know that the secular system out there is deliberately, institutionally, policy-oriented against God. They don't know that the companies they are working for explicitly hate the God of their parents. They don't know that those systems they're working for will have them systematically deny everything that their parents taught them in relationship to God and morals and ethics and right and wrong and truth and error and falsehood. And so while they're out there, they got to live that comprehensive lie. The only hope we have is that God was good enough to some of us parents, even in our sinfulness, to have drilled down so deep into their soul the word of the living God that they cannot get away from it even if they wanted to. Am I making some sense? And then after they have risen up and left your home, nary ever talking about God, you still pray for them. You still pray for them. You still call upon the name of the Lord for them. And you do it in faith, not in fear. You do it in faith, not in fear. You do it in confidence, not in trepidation. You believe God for them and you continue walking boldly, confident, joyfully, humbly with the Lord your God. Pray, pray that one day they wake up embarrassed, embarrassed for having traded in the inheritance of the gospel like uh, Ishmael did for a pot of soup that can never make them right with God. Pray that they wake up and have a taste that says, you know what, I'm done with this pottage. Give me the manna from heaven that my mama and daddy talked about so long ago. When God told Israel, you're going to hang out in the land for 40 years, this is what we call a pattern and a type. A pattern of prophecy. Subpoint B, a prophetic pattern of prophecy. Ezekiel chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. Y'all hang in there for a few more minutes. I'm making an application to my own country, and I'm, I'm not going deep into it. If you guys keep up with me in my, you know, social media ministry, then you know where I am with a lot of what's going on in our world. But here's what God told Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter 4, verse 4. Please, we're going to walk this through. Now, Ezekiel is a prophet. Ezekiel is a prophet, and often the prophets are told by God to do weird, strange things. Didn't I tell you that? I'm so glad I live in the New Testament. 
Because Isaiah had to walk around with his butt out for three and a half years. Y'all, raise your hand if you know I'm telling you the truth. Yeah, some of y'all ain't reading your Bibles, but you need to start. Isaiah, I need you to walk around with your butt out for three and a half years. To let Israel know they've been walking around like a harlot without, without a covering and showing their butt to everybody but me. Did y'all get that? See, y'all don't read y'all Bible. The Bible is full of Old Testament X-rated stories. I mean, real X-rated, real X-rated stuff. You shouldn't even read it. I told you many years ago when I got, when I ran across that stuff with the kids, I said, Lord, how am I going to explain what Judah did with Tamar? How are you going to explain that? See, some of y'all saying, what y'all talking about? Now you got to go back and find out. That's an X-rated, that's an X-rated movie. How do you clean that up? Right? As an X-rated, and this one is too. But it has a larger and an essential symbolic meaning that those of us who are spiritual by nature get it. Men and women have their tail out metaphorically, spiritually, when they're not covered in Christ's righteousness. And see, today our kids, particularly our women, are so turned upside down that they literally have their tails out, do they not? And that's because the devil owns them. And the devil knows how to take biblical prophecy and bring it to pass literally to show you who, who is controlling them. Did y'all get that? The devil is controlling them. And so Ezekiel is told, lie upon your left side and lay the iniquity of the house of Israel upon it. According to the number of the days of the days that thou shalt lie upon it, you shall bear their iniquity. He's going to be an example of Israel's iniquities because God's going to assign them to judgment. In this context, 390 years. Watch this. Look at verse 5. Ezekiel 4, verse 5. Here's what God says. For I have laid upon thee the years of their iniquity according to the number of the days. How many days? 390 days. So shalt thou bear the iniquity of the house of Israel, which means a day turns into a what? A year. So they're going to watch Ezekiel lay on his side. For 390 days, every day he's going to come out, get in the middle of the street and lay on one side over a year. How many days in a year? Come on, I know you went to government school. There you go. And then add the rest, right? That's a long time to watch the prophet come out and lay in the thoroughfare and be an ensign to the world, right? But people are going to get the message. Watch this. The next one, verse six, verse six. Then he says, and when you have accomplished them after the 390 days for the 10 northern tribes, lie again on your right side and you shall bear the iniquity of the house of Judah. How many days? All right. So for the 10 northern tribes, it was how many days? 390. For the two southern tribes, how many days? For the 10 northern tribes, they were on the what? Left. For the two uh, two southern tribes, they were on the what? This is called the Republicans and the Democrats. Now, the new people here are laughing because they think I'm telling a joke, but some of y'all get what I'm saying. Some of y'all get what I'm saying. Do you? We know the left is 10 times worse. They're the ones advocating all of this damnable stuff of chopping up the kids. But we also know the right is screwed up, too, because many of them are silent, like a lot of you are silent, even though you're on the right. And I've told many of you guys, watch out, the left, right, ain't nothing but a pump cart running in the same direction. So sometimes the left is up, sometimes the right is up, but they both go into hell. Did you get it? Did y'all get that? It's one plantation, two masters, red and blue. They're all working for the same company. 
headed to the same place. Now, people hate me when I say this, but ain't nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. Israel did it. So for 40 years, the Judites have to also be in captivity. But it's, a, it's, a, it's what we call a sequential judgment. So if you add 390 to 40, what do you get? I know it's going to take some time. But I'll give you a few minutes. How much is that? 430, right? Look at Exodus chapter 12, verse 40. I'm cutting this down for time's sake because I said I was going to be real tired after us having a great time yesterday. But I'm not really that tired. So I could go another 20 minutes, but I'm cutting it down because I want to show you something. And then I, I want to go eat because I'm just thinking about what I really want to eat today. <laughs> I enjoyed these kids so much yesterday. We ha- Did we have a great time? I got home. I got home about 10 o'clock and I said, dang, I didn't eat again because I have so much fun with the kids. Our kids is crazy. They be tripping, don't they be tripping? But they have fun, don't they? Uh, look at Some of us grown folks are like those kids, are we not? I love our kids, man. They, they are tripped. Little connivers. They got to be prayed for because, you know, they will tear this world up if you let them. We got to pray for our kids, right? Pray for our kids. Now, the sojourning of the children of Israel who dwelt in Egypt. Where did they dwell? Who were the ones that dwelt? For how many years? For how many years? What's 390 plus 40? Watch this. Israel was in bondage to Egypt 430 years before they came out. When they got into the promised land and started clowning with God, he put them in bondage another 490 years before Jesus came. 430 years. Y'all got that? Before Jesus came. In other words, they didn't seem to do any better than when they were in Egypt. Did y'all catch that? I'm going to help some of y'all. I want you to catch that. See, God will show you that what he meant, he really meant. 490, 430 years should have been enough in Egypt. God brings you into his house with all these blessings. You clown. Now you got to do another 430 years. Does anybody know how stupid that is? Does anybody know how stupid that is? When you'd already done 10 years, you go out and do stupid, and then you got to do 10 more. Now, the sad reality I'm about to close here is that many of us are like the children of Israel. That's a sad reality. And, and such is the case of our nation. Our nation is going downhill on a moral, ethical level beyond what you and I can even imagine. It's happening before our eyes. And you and I are experiencing the proverbial frog in the boiling pot. Have y'all heard it before? Right. And, and, and if the frog could speak English and hear English and, and, and someone would go to the frog and frog, Mr. Frog or Miss Frog, whichever way you want to do it, depending if you're on the left or the right, you can do it either kind of way. Mr. and Mrs. Frog, there you go. While you're sitting there in that water, it's getting hot. Don't you know that water is going to gradually change your metabolism and you're going to lose your capacity to jump out? And if, the frog, and if the frogs knew how to talk, guess what they would say back to you? Shut up. I'm not paying no attention to you because it's warm in here. This is the abnormal bias that people are operating right now in. Shut up because it's warm in here. Don't disturb me. Don't mess with my peace. You know, I kind of like this water. 
It's getting warmer and warmer. And they don't realize they're actually cooking. Do you know how good frog legs take when they, when they fry? Did you, you didn't know that or you didn't know that. Talk to my brother Craig, he'll hook you up. Frog legs. Humanity is being cooked right before our eyes. Humanity is being cooked right before us. The cooking is starting psychologically. It has already started long ago spiritually, but it's starting psychologically. And this is how you know you're cooking. You're stuck. You're stuck and people can tell you until they're blue in the face. And and that's hard for black people, but we can do it. We can do it. And, And when we tell you, you are stuck. You don't want to listen because you choose comfort over clarity. You choose comfort over clarity. Men love darkness rather than light. They will not come to the light that their deeds might be manifest that they're wrought in God. And the sad reality is that a lot of this is true of the church as well. Here's what I believe. If God doesn't have mercy on the nation that I'm a part of, in less than seven years, we are going to be so clearly trapped by a system of artificial intelligence and control over our money and control over our life and control over what we say and over what we do that we're not going to even be able to extricate ourselves from it. Stay with me. And the vast majority of people are going to be fine with it. Ask our Chinese brothers and sisters in Beijing. They know it's happening and they just sit in it like frogs that are boiling in a pot. And it's happening right now in our world. And I'm astonished that it's happening in the church of the living God. I'm astonished. But I shouldn't be. Because God has warned us that these things would be. My word to you, children of the living God, is get the lesson. The children who didn't know their left hand from their right, who didn't engage deliberately against this rebellion and disobedience. That's our final point. They'll be the ones that go into the promised land, Big Mac. Did y'all get that? But they will have to endure the mother and father perishing for buying into this false system. The Bible tells me, except you become like a little child, you will in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. Except you have a faith that's able to believe God over against what's going on in this world that helps you overcome your intellectual pride. Unless you have the faith of God's elect and trust God like a little baby and lean into God, you'll be taken by this world system. Unless you have the faith of God's elect, become like children, brand new babes in the Lord, desiring the sincere milk of the word that you might grow thereby and be rooted and grounded in Christ, you'll be swept up with the system too. Am I making some sense? I'm going to help you right now to know how that's true. You won't be able to endure the word of truth when it's preached. Whenever you think about, should I go and sit and listen to that crazy preacher? (laughs) No, I think I'll go to the park. I'll go to the movie. I'll go anywhere. But to sit under somebody that's telling me that I am deliberately making choices that's sending me to hell. 
which the church used to preach all the time over 70 or 80 years ago. I close with one simple reality. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Amen. Well, you are listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Closing out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know how the program encourages you in your walk with Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests are always welcome. You can either write to us, give us a call, or stop by our website and drop us an email. Now, the best place to go, of course, is the website. Not only will you be able to write to us via email, you'll be able to get more information about who we are, what we believe, worship times, how to get here. Grace-Bible.com is our website. Again, that's Grace-Bible.com. If you wish to give us a call, the number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, our address is 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street. Here in Hayward, the zip code, 94541. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. One final note as we close out our time today, this program is listener-supported. If you wish to partner with us, we would be more than grateful. This broadcast airs throughout the Bay Area, as well as online, impacting thousands for the sake of Christ. And that is our hope and our goal. If you'd like to partner with us along those lines, feel free to write or give us a call. No gift is too large, no gift too small, whether a one-time gift or a monthly support. You're more than welcome to reach out. We would love to partner with you as we minister the gospel of Jesus to the Bay Area and the World Wide Web. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.